These are discussions surrounding the property and casualty insurance marketplace and specifically the challenges and hurdles that insurers, insureds, brokers, and agents are facing and what we need to do to stay ahead. Let's get into it. Folks, and welcome back to the Risk Channels podcast. I'm your host, Mark Zettel. Um, sitting here today on May 20th, 7.23 p.m., beautiful New York evening. Uh, what I want to talk about today is something that probably is overlooked by a lot of agencies um, and carriers, and that's small business. Um, today's small businesses represent roughly about 90% of the businesses in the United States. And that said, a lot of the small businesses that were surveyed in a recent article um, specifically identified that they felt that they were inadequately insured. And I think a lot of that has to do with, um, obviously, the agent, broker, and carrier model as it pertains to small business. So three of the biggest items that small business owners identified that they felt they were inadequately insured was data breaches, business interruption, and then loss of employees. So let's talk about data breaches first. First and foremost, data breaches, obviously, we've touched on cyber liability in prior episodes, but obviously dovetailing back to that is a huge issue for small businesses. And I would have to say that the main reason for this issue is mainly because small businesses in particular tend to um, overlook the need for cyber liability or a data breach coverage. And why why is that? Well. A lot of them tend to use these third-party processors to process credit card information, but they do not realize that they're the ones that are taking the initial information and that even though the third parties are processing the transaction, that the employee at the counter or over the phone that's taking the credit card information could very well or very easily be taking photos of those credit cards or could be jotting those numbers down. Um, and then selling that information to other parties or even utilizing it themselves uh, in fraudulent expenditures. So obviously data breaches is something that concerns businesses of all sizes but specifically small business. Uh, The other being business interruption or another being business interruption and obviously business interruption specifically the loss of income is very scary to small businesses in conjunction with how are they going to continue to pay for their payroll or their employees if they are not generating revenue. So it kind of has a trickle down effect, which then segues into the loss of employees. If you can't pay your employees because you had a claim, because uh, you did not acquire or purchase the business interruption coverage, now you have a loss of employees. So when you do get back up and running, or if you do get back up and running for that matter, you now don't have the employees to utilize to more or less get your business back on its feet and start up again. Um, the other piece to that is, which kind of threw me for a loop in this article, um, again, uh, speaking on the employee or loss of employee section, Um, or concern. Workers' comp, as we know, covers employees if they are injured. So that is a regulated coverage. So the only way that I can see that loss of employee being an issue to the insurance industry beyond the fact that, you know, um, you you have some sort of 
loss to the business where an employee now is not being compensated and needs to find other employment would be if you are utilizing volunteers, 1099s, where they were required to maintain their own workers' comp coverage. Volunteers obviously wouldn't, but you know, they if they're volunteering, you're not filing for any payroll tax, so what government entity would flag you for not having workers' comp? Or for that matter, you're paying somebody off the books, um, and then obviously there's no payroll tax or no um, items for them to be flagged by that government agency that's regulating that comp coverage in that particular state. So obviously these are all very big concerns of small businesses and obviously a concern of ours on the agency broker and carrier side because these small businesses need to um, be touched. I mean it represents 90% of and well touched and educated. They represent 90% of the businesses out there. So when we think about developing a book of business, it kind of just correlates right back to that. You know, it'd be nice to write million dollar account after million dollar account, but the reality of it is how many agencies have a book of business where, you know, the book is derived purely from these um, onslaught or, or majority of big number um, or big pre premium paying accounts. You know, if you do do that and you have a book of substantial premium dollar accounts, um, that's great. However, you know, depending upon your book size, I mean, if you have 20, 30, 40 accounts that are all paying that type of money, I mean, it doesn't take too many before, you know, too many to lose before you really feel those uh, repercussions. So what we try to do here is have a solid foundation with small business and then uh, nice middle market accounts in conjunction with some of those larger, more uh, risk ne uh, risk management, national or international type account. So that being said, well, how do you turn around and help these small businesses navigate through these muddy waters? Um, I would say the first thing that you need to do is make it a priority to sit down with these small businesses and make them aware of what risks they face. Um, you can do that in coverage reviews, and coverage reviews don't necessarily have to be in person. Those coverage reviews can be you know, leveraged through technology in some facet, because a lot of the times, let's be frank, we have a tendency to have a set it and forget it mentality. So um, what do we need to do again? We need to set up some sort of coverage review. And again, it could be done through leveraging technology with a simple letter, email, or a face-to-face -face conversation to help identify the risks of these small businesses because um, they're ever-expanding in today's day and age. I mean, years ago, you can have a pizza shop, you um, swipe a credit card, or for that matter, you didn't swipe a credit card, you took cash, and you made your pizza, you handed them the pizza, you took the cash, and you closed that register, and you were done, and that was the end of the transaction, whereas today, uh, you swipe a credit card, that credit card data could be intercepted, um, or for that matter, it could be compromised by the employee, and you have a potential for a data breach now at your level, not at the card processor level. So obviously setting a coverage review session or a coverage review um, uh, technology uh, touch point would be a way to help get through that. Um, in conjunction with doing the coverage review, not only are you assessing it and advising the insured and making your recommendation, but now you have to overcome the hurdle of, hey, 
you have these risks, you have these exposures, here's the product that can help gap this or fill that gap. And now you have to get that insured to understand that they are purchasing something that can maybe upfront hit their pocket a little, but it won't cripple them. It will only help them when that situation arises that could potentially cripple them. Um, so, you know, I'll use this to, to touch on something that's outside of this conversation, and that's specifically when you are at the meeting place and you are trying to sell a deal. And I don't like to use the word sell because I don't want to sell deals. I want people to understand the value that I am bringing. And price is very often the first thing that everybody looks at. What's the cost? And now, when you go buy a car and you go to look buy a BMW or a Mercedes, are you looking to buy a BMW or a Mercedes at a Volkswagen price? Or are you realistic? Are you trying to get that BMW or Mercedes and you know you're gonna pay that BMW or Mercedes price? I think all too often, we get hung up on price and the insureds at least get hung up on price and we have to make sure that we identify and make them aware that they are not procuring a price they are procuring a coverage they are procuring a service they are procuring you that's what they are purchasing they are purchasing you in the event of a loss or a situation or even if there is no situation they are purchasing that policy but they're really purchasing you as their advocate and that's what we need to be explaining and preaching and teaching to these insureds and customers and consumers not that I just brought you back the cheapest option because anybody can play that game and that is not being a true professional in the industry so I think another thing to touch upon um, which again I don't want to dovetail too much off of this is for me in particular I personally enjoy knowing or believing that when I go out and meet with customers or prospects or suspects whatever you want to call them that I am truly engaging in helping somebody they may not see that up front but again it's my job to educate them that I am here to help you I am looking to develop a strong long-term relationship with you and I am not looking to sell something to you collect my commission and sail off into the sunset because that is just not how I operate I get a true excitement and a true um, feeling of joy knowing that I am helping somebody protect what's probably one of their greatest assets. It probably is their greatest asset because in a lot of cases, these small businesses and these owners of these small businesses need to pay their mortgage bill with the money that's derived from this business. They need to pay their car payments and their kids' tuition and their health insurance and so on and so forth. And that is all derived from this business. And by protecting that business adequately, you are not only protecting them from a business standpoint, but you are protecting their personal assets. Maybe not through the form of insurance on their home, but definitely protecting their business asset, which generates that revenue or that money to pay for their personal lifestyles. And that is a very, very big responsibility that we need to um, really contemplate when we're out there pushing um, these insurance products and helping these insureds or educating these insureds on what their risks are. So a um, little fact here is that of the 
insureds that were surveyed in this article here, um, which we'll have posted to the Risk Channel's website, 21% um, of these small businesses that were um, surveyed actually leveraged the recommendations from their advisors, their insurance advisors, or experts. Um, you know, that's not a big number, and quite frankly, that hit ratio needs to be higher because, again, like I said, you are helping protect these people's livelihoods, and we're not doing our job if we're not explaining it effectively to get them to identify that they need to purchase these coverages. Um, I think another problem beyond the fact that we maybe not are explaining it well enough for them to identify the the need for the coverage when the risks are uh, properly explained or at least explained um, we also in the industry tend to be generalists most agents and brokers are generalists when you talk about insurance you know you might speak to an agent today or, uh, or a broker they they might tell you that their niche market is construction or manufacturing or healthcare or agriculture or whatever the case may be uh, you know food distribution but is that really a, a niche? Is that really a, a niche specialty? Or is that just an industry and really not their specialty? By specialty, I think you need to go from the macro level of the industry to a micro level. What do I mean by that in particular? I mean specifically what subcategory of that industry do you really know inside and out? And um, like for instance, you know, construction, well, steel uh, fabricators and installers. Um, what, let's say I was going to target that market and that market is where I wanted to, um, or that micro niche is where I wanted to turn around and really specialize what I wanted to specialize in. Well, I'm gonna target the steel workers or the steel fabricators, and I'm going to know how that steel is manufactured, where that steel is coming from, you know, how is it distributed, how is it acquired, what's the, the wholesale cost, what's the, the the retail cost, what's the end user, what you know, what are they using it for specifically? Is it is it structural? Is it non-structural? How is structural used? How is non-structural used? Are there different levels of, of strength for the structural versus non-structural? And all these little very intricacies to that particular micro niche because when you can really sit back and speak their language you have the answers to all of their questions that they may pose to you when giving you pushback on you being able to turn around and say hey you have now grown and you have now developed and as a result of this we have determined based on our coverage review you have these exposures one two three four and you need to really seriously consider coverages one, two, three, and four. And by having the, the, the immediate response on hand for when they pose their um, disputes to this, you know, to whatever your recommendations are, because now you're a specialist in the industry, you can give them real live scenarios. Well, you're no longer a generalist, you're that specialist. It gives you that much more value. You're the go-to resource. You're the guy that they know or gal that they know that in this particular niche, micro niche, that you know it inside and out and that they won't question your capabilities or your recommendations. Um, so I, I think that is another very big important piece 
of the puzzle when approaching these small businesses um, and, and, and really getting them to buy into their lack thereof of proper coverage. You know, it, it, it's scary because again, this is 90% of businesses out there and carriers have identified this. You know, folks, I'm very excited when I sit back here and I talk about this because the way I approach deals, I'm not saying that I'm the best at what I do per se, and I'm not saying I'm the the, the end-all be-all uh, and, and the buck stops with me. I'm just here to give you some feedback and some advice and what I see works and doesn't work and see the concerns of the consumer, the carrier, and us as agents and brokers. But what I will tell you is you have to have an excitement and a joy in doing this because quite frankly, like I said earlier, I have that excitement day in and day out. I wake up and I look forward to my meetings because I know when I walk in the door, I'm going to go see somebody that I know I can help. Again, I might not be the most competitive. I might see that they have a lot of gaps and they might look at me like I'm trying to just sell them something. But if I take all these little elements that I had just outlined for you look to help people really really know the industry and i don't mean just the macro industry i'm talking the micro industry all the ins and the outs of it uh leverage yourself or position yourself as a true specialist in that micro industry or micro niche be professional be diligent in risk reviews um you know set up quarterly meetings or, or touch points, whatever the case may be. If you just take a few of these things and then mix in your own ideas and mix in your own thoughts, folks, we can make a difference here. We can protect people. We can protect, as we put it, their American dream. And by protecting their American dream, you're also protecting yours because let's not forget how we make a living, folks. Uh, I, I would I would be lying if I didn't say sales was the root of every business. So as much as I don't like to say we sell, we do sell in one respect because without those sales, we don't have jobs. So while we want to help people and while we want to be professional, we do have to make those numbers. Um, folks, not a lot of, uh, of uh, a lot of statistical items here. Um, I will post the article that will have a lot more detail for you to read up on. Again, these are just talking points for us, and I'm just trying to give you those ideas or the thoughts that maybe you can integrate into your own agency or brokerage, or for that matter, if it's a carrier listening, maybe help partner with their agency and broker. Um, and if you're a consumer, you know you should really be listening to this in the sense that you know maybe I should look for somebody that specializes in what I do, or even if I feel I'm comfortable with this individual because they do, um, I should really consider their recommendations highly because this is what they specialize in. So, you know, folks, I'm going to cut it off here, but uh, I, again, I do apologize for the delay. We had a really busy week last week, so I had to skip a week, but nonetheless, I'm coming to you here with some good stuff. Uh, any questions, any thoughts, any suggestions, please email us at info at riskchannels.com. Um, or you can visit our agency affiliated or our affiliated agency website at www.a like Apple S like Sam Z like zebra international.com we're always looking for some suggestions folks and actually um, we're gonna be setting up uh, an inbound call 
uh, phone line. So maybe we could start doing some of these live and, and take some callers. And we're going to have a couple of interviews set up here over the next few weeks on some really hot topics. So, um, you know, please join in. Uh, please give us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, outside of that, have a great week, folks. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Take care.